Welcome to the Public Service Reform Podcast from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. My name is Ramesh Vitalingham and today I'm talking to Dr Deborah Wilson from the Centre. And we're going to be talking about her research on uh, ethnic minority children in the UK and how well they do in school. Deborah, you found something pretty surprising. It seems to be that all kids from minority ethnic groups are doing better in school over the course of their, their secondary schooling than the white majority. Yeah, I agree. I think it is a surprising finding. Um, what we find is that between the ages of 11 and 16, all minority ethnic groups make faster relative progress compared to their white peers. This is for every pupil in state schools in England. So we're talking about half a million children per cohort. Between the ages of 11 and 16, once we take account of certain individual factors such as uh, income and gender, whether English is the language spoken at home, then you're right. We get this striking finding that the progress of minority ethnic groups is faster than that of their white peers. Perhaps even more striking is the fact that most of this progress happens between the ages of 14 and 16. So there is some progress between 11 and 14, but for all minority ethnic groups, there is faster progress leading up towards their GCSE exams, which are those exams at the end of schooling that are crucial for future life chances, whether going towards further or higher education or into the job market. Now, we kind of expect kids from Indian and Chinese families to do well in school, to, to do relatively better in school. Uh, we're, we're, we're more worried about kids from uh, Bangladeshi families, from Pakistani families, and, and perhaps particularly from black Caribbean families, but you're finding that even these groups are, are doing, doing better. We are. It's, it's, not, it's, not a com, uh, it's a mixed picture. As I said, once we take account of the fact that some of these groups are disproportionately found in low-income uh, households, there is faster relative progress. Certainly across the South Asian groups, such as the Pakistanis and the Bangladeshis, as you mentioned, there is particular progress compared to their white peers. The Bangladeshi students, for example, on average gain by up to 10 GCSE points through their secondary schooling. There's a more mixed picture when it comes to the black students. Black Caribbean students and black other students do gain relative to their white uh, peers through secondary school, but because they start from such a lower relative performance, while they gain, they don't catch up. So they still do underperform uh, relative to the other groups at the age of 16. Okay, so what, what do you think uh, is going on here? Is it something perhaps to do with the kinds of schools they're going to, what goes on in those schools? Is it something to do with the parts of the country that they're, that they're mainly uh, living in? Um, what we find, actually, is that that probably isn't the case. We find that this faster relative progress is happening in virtually all schools in England. So we look at the proportion of schools in which the minority ethnic groups are making faster relative progress. And for all but the black Caribbean and black other groups, it is the case that this progress is being made in 80 to 90% plus of schools, which suggests that it isn't anything to do with individual schools or different types of schools, nor is it something that's just happening in certain areas of the country. It suggests that this is something that's happening across all different types of schools and probably countrywide. So what might be the, the driving force? Is it, is it something cultural, maybe? Is it something about the, 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 what, what's the values, the aspirations of these particular groups? Yeah, I think, I think it does point towards that. While we can't delve too deeply into those issues with you know, a, a universe data set covering the numbers of pupils that we do, 
given that it happens across all types of schools and across the country, that's England in this case, then that does point towards perhaps more aspirational attitude towards education amongst maybe the more recent immigrant groups. But beyond that, I think I'd be speculating. So what do you think people in, uh, in education, people in making education policy should take from this? I mean, it seems that we shouldn't worry as much as we have in the past about, uh, about kids from ethnic minorities. And perhaps, perhaps, in fact, we should be worrying about the, uh, the white kids. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think, uh, as a classic economist answer, yes and no. Um, I think there is still issues around the performance of minority ethnic groups. Um, they are disproportionately found in low-income households. What we find is they make progress once we take into account that fact. But there's obviously, we know that poverty has an impact on educational attainment. So maybe it's not a question of ethnicity, but it's a question of poverty with regard to the underperformance of some minority ethnic groups. And even once we've taken income into account, we still get the Black Caribbean and Black other groups are underperforming at the age of 16. In terms of whether we should be worrying about the white pupils, I don't think we can ignore the relative performance of white pupils. Certainly, what we find is that when we look specifically at white boys who are on free school meals, who are eligible for free school meals, and therefore come from low-income households, they are actually the ones that underperform relative to all groups at the age of 16. So I think there are issues both for minority ethnic pupils, but also for the white pupils in our schools. Deborah Wilson, thank you very much. Thank you.